0: Welcome to episode 42 of Politic. We are engaged in a progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics in five to ten or a few more minutes. We try to keep it short and to the point. We encourage people and empower them. We're attempting to promote a transformation of our society for the benefit of everyone in this society. The goal of the podcast is to encourage voter registration and voter participation, although obviously the timing of the elections are very uh, individualized. For example, today on December 31st, we have an election going on in Georgia that's a runoff for the two senators. And so we're not talking about voter participation nationally. We're just talking about voter participation in Georgia coming up next Tuesday. But in general, we want to see the number of people who participate in elections going up and as a goal to get to 100%. Now that's you know not realistic to go all the way to 100 but we'd like to have it in the high 90s. So anyway, we're uh, interested in seeing a reduction in conflict and division in our society. What we're hoping to do is encourage you to get informed about the issues. Society as a whole really needs each and every one of us to vote based on making informed choices, and that means really looking into the issues and not being fooled by all the misinformation available in the media. Some of it is accurate and true. Some of it is not. So we have to very carefully analyze the information that we use to form our opinions and to cast our votes. A politic pledges to give high-quality information that is not biased toward a political party. We're gonna look at various topics through the lens of progressive principles as we're looking at significant days in American history, issues, policies, and programs. We want to examine these topics using real stories and real people. Again, all in relation to our progressive principles. This is the first in several episodes where we're going to join Steve in discussions of the significance of Barack Obama's memoir of the first four years inside the White House as the 44th President of the United States. We're going to discuss the preface of A Promised Land because this book talks about how the future of the United States was seen by Mr. Obama in the period of 2006 to 2008. The preface begins by telling how we can become The land of equality of opportunity within an enriched environment to radically improve the outcome for all people the good life for all again the progressive principle which is at stake in this whole situation is principle three increases political engagement within a culture of respectful civil discourse as we said in the last episodes We cannot claim to be respectful when we are being dishonest. But in this case, Barack Obama is apparently trying to be very open and honest about who we are and where we can go as an enlightened society. We need more voters to be heard in the question of which direction our country should take, progressive or regressive. Thank you for joining us and we're looking forward to our discussion. Welcome to episode 42 of a Politic, And uh, we're with Steve this morning. Good morning, Steve.
1: Good morning, Bill.
0: How are you on this uh, December morning? I tell you, it's snowy and beautiful outside, so I'm enjoying that. But uh, the larger question is, the direction of our country, and um, as we were is that talking, a <laughs> yeah, really, that's that is a question, and yes. and the recent memoir by Barack Obama about his first years in the presidency and coming um, up to that point. Um, his biography which I think he in other books has written some about his biography but he did um, make some fresh observations and I was struck in the preface that he asked the question is it really possible in the United States for us To have um, a realization of the, um, well, the way he puts it is he he says, I want to see if we can do what no other nation has ever done. I want to see if we can actually live up to the meaning of our creed. And in the end, he says, the jury's still out. By the time this first volume is published, a US election will have taken place. And while I believe the stakes could not be higher, I also know that no single election will settle the matter. I remain hopeful. And so I, I wanna go into this biography and or this memoir in some detail in the future, but I thought today we could talk about the preface to this book, it's called A Promised Land, and I wanted to get your impressions of the premise. So you were telling me that a couple of things stood out to you. What What do you think about this President Obama, this crazy guy that comes out of Hawaii, and Kansas, and California, and New York? I mean, he's lived in, in all these places. Mind. And in some people's mind, erroneously, Kenya. Oh yeah, I mean, that's right. We can't forget that. You that's know? right. That's right. Um, I think that um, what I garnered uh, in in a
1: very brief uh, overview of some of uh, what he's written in his this first volume is that um, he kind of sums it up uh, by uh, stating a question, and the question was. Do we, and I would imagine he's referring to the American people, do the American people care to match the reality of our society to its ideals? Yes. And 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 you know, does a does American does the American societal compact of individual freedom, equality, and opportunity before the law truly apply to everybody? And, and I think that that's the exercise that we've been in for almost 250 years. This country is unique in history in that, again, and we've talked about this in earlier discussions, historically, the sovereign was always a king or an emperor or a Caesar, uh, or it was uh, you know the divine right of kings or royal bloodlines. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we get this architecture uh, from a few individuals in America 250 years ago that said, no, wait a second. The sovereign in our country are going to be its people. The, the, the power of the society rests with everyone. Yeah. And that in this social compact, we are going to have a set of rules that will allow all of us to be seen under the law as being equal. Now, obviously, biology doesn't allow us to say, I mean, no two human beings are identical. But when it comes to the culture within which everybody lives, the law, as, as we interpret in a lot of our statuary dealing with the... Uh, the lady of justice, she's holding the scales of justice out for all to see. But she's blindfolded. She's basically saying the scales are here for judgment, but I'm not going to be, as the law expresses to everyone, I'm not going to be peeking out under one side of the, the blindfold and let the law be dispensed equally to all citizens and we're still struggling with it i mean uh just because we were able to put the 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 blueprints down on paper doesn't mean that we've constructed the house totally yet i mean there's still some holes in the roof and we gotta you know you know support the foundation a little bit more it's it's a it's a perpetual uh exercise and i think um Uh, the former president was trying to uh, 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 emphasize the fact that we will always be a work in progress. But if we stagnate, uh, we can easily become or slide back into social orders that are historically unfair, uh, unequal, and uh, uh, hierarchical. So uh, uh, I think Mr. Obama kind of... uh, Hit the nail on the head with uh, his his um, his uh, central
0: point. Well, and it was interesting that he said that he is not yet ready to abandon the the possibility of America, not just for the sake of future generations of Americans, but for all humankind. So that he as we were just talking with Andrea a few minutes ago, is it possible for this to become a society where all people can work together, where all people can see each other with respect, and um, where we can see a society where, instead of people being selfishly motivated to maximize their own individual payout in the short run can we come to a place where we could all work together for the common good in a very kind of mutually respectful way so that's another part of the 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 compact if you will well uh
1: in in a um i I mean as i like to say uh you know this whole exercise in self-governance is it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And every generation, uh, again, as we've alluded to in, in earlier conversations, it's uh, the, the whole exercise of American democracy and self governance is each generation carries the baton. It's 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 a it's a uh, it's a relay race, and each generation carries the baton of of our way of life so far around the track, and then it's handed off to another runner, which in this analogy is the the next generation. Well, we've been successful on occasion uh, to move the baton around the field. We've dropped it a couple times. Uh, The Civil War is probably the, the example where we had to pick the baton up and then continue the race. But we've been we've been consistent, at least for two and a half centuries, to continue to hand the baton forward. And uh, sometimes some runners run a little slower, uh, some run a little faster. But at the end of the day, we hopefully are getting to a point where the, the the marathon is closer to the finish line, which I don't think in our way of life there's a finish line. It's we can always improve upon. Our way of life, but um, we've got to remember that each generation is just a temporary steward of uh, what the founders put in place, which we've talked about. Also, they were imperfect human beings. I mean, uh, uh, they they penned a document that was a vision for future generations, and we're just the.
0: We did a good job with our section of the marathon well that's wonderful on on that note we will finish for today thank you very much Steve no thank you bill you have a nice day now Thank you for joining us for episode 42 of Politic. As you can see, if the United States is able to close the gap between the most prosperous and least prosperous in our society and experience a new cycle of growth and expression of healthy opportunity, especially during the response to the pandemic, we will be greatly off, well off as a society. We badly need all eligible voters to get informed on the issues and then cast their vote. We can't blindly trust the media. All we can do is do a lot of cross-checking to see if what we're being told is consistent, reliable, and valid. We have to be aware that the truth is the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and we have to then do our homework, but you must decide how we in this country will respond to the issue of clarification of our identity and our course moving forward. Your vote determines our future. Again, I'm talking to all of you people who haven't been voting, that 33 to 40% who just haven't felt like taking the time and trouble. To become informed on the issues and then casting your ballot. You are the ones who will control the balance of power in the United States over the next 20 to 50 years and beyond. Good luck! Now we're going to continue to look at the fallout from the 2020 presidential election for our next podcast. So we'll look forward to seeing you at episode 43. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.